we do things well and we do them fine. Yes. And there's a lot of diligence and accountability and... We make notes sometimes. Plan things through. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love planning. That's that's a really common thing with people with ADD Mm -hmm. is we love planning, Mm -hmm. organizing. My favorite thing to do (laughs) is plan something out completely and then just panic and do a different thing. Yes. Yeah. No, that's also my favorite. (laughs) Like, oh, I totally should have done this that way. But then I thought, what if I jumped into traffic? Yeah. But I planned it. So it's basically like I already did it. So I thought "Mm, something else maybe. And like, you can't tell me I did it wrong because I know I did it wrong because I planned it first. (laughs) I forgot. We are in my house again. Uh, there will be more cat content. Yes. Cheese is currently sniffing Barbara. Cat con. And pretending like she's not going to try and sit on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> she immediately turned towards the keyboard. So, hi. Hey. Uh, been a while. Yeah, we Just haven't done this in a bit. Yeah. Yeah, because we were, we actually had a buffer episode for a while. For a second. A hot sec. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then stuff happened and we stopped having that buffer episode. Yeah. And this probably isn't the last time. This season is all about um, flying by the seat of our pants, I think, because... Yeah, last season we were really strict and made sure we did everything perfectly every time. We were also, like, unemployed for half of it or on the same schedule for the other half. Yeah. Um, and now uh, we have different jobs and uh, the world is falling apart still, and it's happening in our backyard, so we have to go out there and be nim- nimbias? Nimbas? Nimbies? Nimbies? Not nimbies. Land defenders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It is... It's Land defenders is a good kind of nimbies. Yeah. Where it's like, we're not saying, I don't want, uh, like... Low-income housing where I live, we're saying, I want low-income housing where I live, and also uh, respect our rights. Yeah. I just don't want to rehabilitate the term NIMBY. I think that's quite enough of it. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyone in Canada, if uh, you hear protests going on, supporting the Wet'suwet'en people... Uh, you should attend and be like, yeah, it's probably a good good idea that uh, Canada holds its promises and uh, shuts the hell up. Yeah, and if you're driving to work and there are protesters in your way and you find that really convenient, what you can do is contact your MP and tell them to get our CMP off with Soden Land. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of misinformation floating around out there. Uh, I would suggest doing a bunch of research yourself, but just so you know, rule of law states that the RCMP should not be on what's sowed in land. Yeah. And uh, that's a promise. That's a legal promise a country made to a people in the country, and now they're trying to just uh, not do that. Yeah. Also, a lot of, a lot of the misinformation revolves around pipelines and while many of the people out there are anti-pipeline that's not what the protests are about no and 
fuck. Um, did you see that fucking CBC article earlier today about how VRL is like laying off employees because of the protests? I think I saw like the headline, but I was like, this is garbage. Yeah, it's really fucking garbage. Um, I understand it's hard to have empathy um, when you're fucking racist, but try just a little bit. Also, if an employer is laying you off because there's been hiccups in the production, like, they're not a good employer. No. Like, contact your MP about that shit, too. And it's not because of the protests. No, they would have laid you off anyway. Yeah. This is all This is all just them being shitty people. It's and again, not- if you're outraged by that, contact your, MP, your local MP. Yeah. Like, an inconvenience in your daily commute. It isn't the same as having uh, armed police come to your home and forcibly take you away from it. She's fighting your belt now. That's fine. Cheese is attacking my belt, and it is fine. Anyway. Anyway. We'll, um, we'll definitely bring that up throughout. Yeah. Also, I got sick for three weeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm like, you didn't do it. The world did it. And doctors are pieces of shit. Yeah, fuck that doctor. Yeah. I'm mostly feeling better now, but I still have a cough, and maybe I always will. Who knows? Hmm. It's just you now. I'm dead inside. <laughs> I saw the death trying to escape, but I'm like, no, stay here. Stay inside me. Stay inside me. Death. Kinky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So. What's new with you? What's new with me? Um, I already told you, but work was wild today, and I had a blast, and a baby in a red dress just stared at me so intensely, <laughs> and it made me feel seen and also scared. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I stayed home today because I was angry mm. and sad yeah. and tired, and I'm less angry and sad and tired now. Good. Yeah, didn't have a nap at, like, 3.30, like I always try to do. Mm. It's, like, the time that my body most wants a nap and yeah. the worst time for me to have a nap. That is the condition of being, like, over 27. Yeah. It's, like, 4 o'clock rolls around and it's, like, I'm dying now? Yeah, I can't. It's unreasonable to expect me to be awake. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but I can't keep my eyes open. I'm just going to lie down yeah. for a minute. Um. But I didn't. I played The Sims instead. Mm, that's kind of like a nap. Yeah, it's going pretty good. Good. My Sims lives are shaping up just the way I want them to. Got those grades back up? Finally. <laughs> Malcolm Lamb grab is a dummy, I'm just saying. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> his sister, wife? Sorry? Who's got big tits? Nancy? Yeah, his mom. Yeah. <laughs> like mom. <laughs> She's dead now in my game, but... Uh. Um, yeah, and I decided to make Malcolm, like, he got to school, uh, he got to college, and he I made him just get super into fitness. <laughs> so he's, like, super buff right now. He started a semester before his girlfriend, which is a character, like, a sim that I made, and finished a semester after. <laughs> anyway. My sims, you guys are all interested, I can tell. Yeah, well, it sounds thrilling, and I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm making them bad people. <laughs> it's hard to do. Is it? When you have empathy, it's hard to... Oh, yeah, that's why I don't like playing The Sims, because all the fun of The Sims is, like, 
finding fun ways to kill them or make their lives miserable. And that stresses me out too much. <laughs> I, yeah, I usually have them like have nice lives and be nice people. But this time I was like, no, <laughs> you're both going to be kind of shitty. Uh, oh, I also wanted to just bring up the Vogue. If we're talking oh, about yeah. uh, talking about places we hate. Get decent seating. Jesus Christ. Like, I have bruises on my legs. Aww. And I'm like, I'm not, like, I'm not a small person, but I'm not, like, I, I don't want to say, like, massive. I turned my ringer off, just so you all know. Hmm. Kathleen broke through. Yeah. I didn't turn my ringer off. I turned oh. Bluetooth off. Sorry we blamed you, Kathleen. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm all right. Also, sorry I blamed you, Kathleen. <laughs> um, and sorry for everyone who heard my phone vibrate. Mm. Uh, yeah, their seats are super teeny tiny, and they are like just rigid arms and metal and wood, and it's like there's no squeezing in. Yeah, like, and it's like it's yeah, it's unre it's unreasonable. Like mm -hmm. I'm barely plus size. And I can just fit in those seats. Like, I'm so cozy in those. Like, yeah. Like, Paul. Yeah. Same as you. Like, not. I, I, yeah, I guess it's weird to say. I'm not giant. As if, if you are giant, you should. You don't get to sit at the Vogue. Yeah, but, like, I guess the point we're trying to make in saying not giant is, like, I'm, like, above average size for sure, but I'm not. Like, I'll fit in most chairs. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like I don't usually have this problem. These chairs are abnormally small, and their seat or their armrests are abnormally rigid. Yeah, it's like you can't move them, you can't adjust them, or anything like that. And it's very like the seats themselves are very hard. Yeah, <laughs> and also just the Vogue attracts a bad crowd. Yeah, there are people vaping <laughs> at a comedy show. Like, why are you like this? Yeah. At a concert, fine. People can stand up and move away from you, but this was assigned seating at a stand-up comic. Like, why are you... Why? Why are you like this? Yeah. On a pleasant note on that, we saw Maria Bamford, and she was really funny. She was so funny. <laughs> oh, she did such a good job. I w yeah, I'm really glad you wanted to go to that, because I probably wouldn't have. Like, yeah. I, I like her stand-up, but I didn't realize I like I'd like it that much. Yeah. So... It's fun every once in a while to do something, which yeah. we keep realizing every six months when we do something. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, we should do this slightly more often, and then yeah. we don't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was excited because I don't get up early enough to like do cool makeup or anything. Mm. And then like on the weekends, I'm a lot of the time just uh, going to the studio, so I still don't do cool makeup. But I was like, I get to do it tonight, and then I got too excited and I didn't do it very well. <laughs> I liked your cool makeup. Thank you. It was okay. Mm. It was okay, but it was not as good as I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I didn't fair. plan it out, <laughs> as we discussed earlier. I don't plan things. Yeah. Which is also why it takes us six months to get around to doing the thing that we keep vowing to do more often. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of... Um, geez, I swear to God. It's a lot of, like, we'll see something we want to do either after it's happened, or we'll see it and we'll be like, do I really want to do that? Mm-hmm. Or it'll be kind of expensive, and we'll be like, oh, I don't know, and then it'll sell out, and we're like, oh, I did want to do that. Yeah. yeah. That's how it works for me, anyway. Should we get into the movie? Because I just remembered that Sophia's coming back 
Oh, yeah. Might as well do it. Uh, my name is Melissa. My name is Barbara. And this is... I, I Forgot. forgot. <laughs> what did you forget this week, Barbara? Uh, this week, I forgot the adventures of Sherlock Holmes's smarter brother. And this week, I forgot to write any facts about it. So... Write? You mean look up? Look up, You mean yeah. research heavily? Yeah, well, I have to write them down. Yeah. Okay, I see. So... First, we start off, and someone accidentally hits on the queen. Yeah, I don't remember which character this is supposed to be. It was a long time ago now. Um, at least 24 hours. <laughs> but he's, like, rehearsing on his way up to meet her. Like, what? Something about it's a privilege. It's a privilege to have your trust. And then when he gets there, he says something like it's a privilege to be inside you. <laughs> Sex. Just take a minute, see if this cat will decide where she wants to be. She just bumped the microphone and just got right. grazed it with her tail. <laughs> you a turd? You a turd. <laughs> okay, so after he says it's a pleasure to be inside you. Uh, so, ugly murderer looking through the keyhole. Yeah, so then it's Sherlock and Watson talking. And it's just, like, classic. Classic Sherlock stuff, you know, he's like mid-conversation, then he holds up a sign for Watson that says that there's an ugly murderer looking through the keyhole. How does he know he's ugly? That's the joke. (laughs) (laughs) And Watson reacts, and then he has another sign that says, don't react. So he tries to cover it. It's fun. Anyway, so they're discussing a case that the murderer at the keyhole is obviously there for, and lying about it to throw them off trail oh so the murderer is like listening in and trying to decide trying to figure out what they're talking about yeah and they're throwing in wrong facts yeah sneaky Mm -hmm. very clever and sneaky to do wrong facts Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and then we have deadpan drag yeah so they go to the train station where they say they're going but when they get there they change they give women five bucks and change clothes Oh, nice. And then the rest of the scene is them in drag, and it's delightfully not, and it's not like guys in a dress. <laughs> it's just, they're just, they're now, just, yeah. Now I'm a woman. Yeah. Yeah. More like Gene Wilder. I don't remember what this was about. Oh, <laughs> um, so Gene Wilder is playing his brother, and he, so Sherlock has sent the case to his brother. Okay. Um, to again throw people off his trail basically but he wants his brother to believe that it's because he just can't do it and his brother is so smart that he'll be able to do it (laughs) um and so gene wilder's fencing i think in his apartment when the messenger shows up um and the messenger is a guy with a photographic memory for conversation Okay. So he keeps like hitting his head and then repeating verbatim something that he's heard. <laughs> That's what I do sometimes. Mm. Bessie Bellwood arrives. It's Madeline Kahn. What a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the messenger tells her that this case is centered around Bessie Bellwood. And he's like, what was her name? And he repeated it a few times. And he's like, okay. So she shows up and it's Madeline Kahn. And she's beautiful. And she's perfect. And she's so funny already. And then... Gene Wilder starts singing at her, and she starts singing back, and eventually she doesn't know the songs that he's singing, and he's like, ha, you shouldn't try to impersonate 
a singer that's been dead for 12 years or whatever. <laughs> oh, so she's, that's the name of a singer. Yeah. Oh, so he is very smart. Yeah. Very clever and smart. Oh, but also I think I wrote Gene Wilder because when the guy shows up, he's fencing this machine that he's made to fence him back. And so the guy shows up and he tells him to get on the bicycle attached to the machine to make it run. (laughs) It's very silly. So he's an inventor. Mm -hmm. Want to sit down? No thanks. Sits. Yeah, that's like the whole scene. It's very... um, yeah, Whose movies do I keep watching? Mel Brooks. Yeah. Where he's like... I remembered that too. Yeah. Care to sit down? No thanks. And then she says, and then he's like, would you like some tea? No thanks. And then she takes it. Yeah. Same thing with sugar and cream. It's fun. It's fun, Melissa. We're yeah. having fun. It's just, it's, it's just a good fun die movie. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, all the sugar on that set was actually salt. Oh, gross. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. What was in the letter? I said I wanted to touch his winkle. With us together. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she claims she's being blackmailed. And he keeps yelling at her because she won't tell him details about the situation. And then she just blurts out. I mean, winkle is a pretty subjective word. Could mean anything. Could mean eye. Yeah. Could mean... Eyes wink. It could mean um, the fawns. It could be, uh, Winkle could be the name of his dog. Mm. I would touch a dog. I would, I would also touch a dog. Or an eye. Or a penis, so. (laughs) (laughs) I've touched an eye before. (laughs) This musical is terrible. There's no exclamation point. I added that for emphasis. Ah, I see. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then they start singing again. Um... Because he agrees to take the, her case, I think. No, she gets up to leave and says that she's been lying this whole time. Is that when it happens? I don't know. Anyway, they start singing. And I jokingly <laughs> said, this musical is terrible, but please read the next note. Oh my god, it really turned into a musical number. They're doing the kangaroo hop. This is the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> they just start, and like it's a full scene of them singing and hopping and dancing to the kangaroo hop. And then... He cuts to outside and there's like a spy watching them hop around the apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's the weirdest thing because it's like in a musical is everyone a part of the musical number or like people who are outside, are they also dancing or are they just going about their daily lives? Yeah. In this situation, they're just observing. Yeah. Is there more musical content or is that that? They, they will do the kangaroo hop again later. That comes back around. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So then the spy reports this, this all to a man petting snakes in front of very basic math. Uh, and then he's promptly, the spy is promptly mauled by lions or the snake petter? The spy is promptly, so yeah, he recounts this all and snake petter thinks it's hilarious. And then um, he tells him, like, he knocks on this door and says like, Alicia, are you, are you okay in there? And she calls back and then he knocks on another door and there's like lion sounds Mm. and then he says um oh i have a guest coming and i don't want them to see you leaving can you please choose one of these doors and leave so he chooses the one with the woman behind it and then he gets mauled by lions (laughs) 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 um another fact uh when you 
not you specifically, but when people pronounce uh, CIA as Sia instead of Shah, mm-hmm. um, I hate it. <laughs> that is a great fact. And I, um, I've heard it before. Alicia, Marcia. 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 I don't care if it's your name. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any others. Um, I used to hate that about Jean-Viev, but I've met enough Jean-Vievs now to like accept it. I've met none. Oh, um, but there's one, I work with one and one of the supervisors calls her Gwendolyn. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just like can't wrap his brain around Jean-Viev. So it'll be like Jean-Viev and then Genevieve and then yeah. Guinevere and then Gwendolyn. <laughs> I was like, how do you get Gwendolyn? I'm like, I can see Genevieve, because as you were saying it, I was like, oh, I sort of get how this is spelled. Yeah. <laughs> well, as a as a Melissa, I hate it when there are a bunch of names that are sort of similar to each other. Yeah. And I know I say this because my name is sort of similar to a bunch of names. Nobody has, like, it's not huge or anything. But I just, if I'm making fun of people who have a similar name to another name, I feel like I should say that's also me. Yeah, that's right. The same soup also calls me Deborah, so. Yeah, like, <laughs> not quite. Go back another 30 years. Call me that name. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a coin-operated confessional. Sounds right. Yeah, so the guy gets mauled by lions and then he walks over to his confessional and starts talking about how he keeps doing terrible things and he's cursed. <laughs> to just do terrible things, and then all of a sudden he realizes it's not listening anymore, and he puts another coin in. I'm going to call this another fun fact, but whenever I think of confessionals, I think of this scene I watched from a movie or a TV show one time when I was a kid. Uh, it was, like, me and my cousin, and we turned it on, like, partway through, and it was this... um I guess it was, like, a young nun or something. Like, she didn't have a habit or anything yet, but she was, like in the church mm. and all of the young girls were lining up to go into confessional and I guess a priest was molesting them because you see him like reach his hand through the grate and like touch her boob but she brought knitting needles with her and she <laughs> stabbed his hand <laughs> stabbed through his hand with a knitting needle that's very good everyone was angry about it but I was like good for you why would you be angry about that because she stabbed the priest but it's like well it sort of proves that his hand was where it shouldn't yeah. be didn't it? <laughs> but Priests get away with everything. Mm. Ms. Hill is actually an actress, and her play is very disturbing. Yeah, so she lies about being an actress. Is this Madeline Kahn? Yeah. Okay. And just, like, saying the blackmail thing. But then it turns out she really is an actress, and she's in a play, and she's playing like a baby. And she's in a stroller (laughs) singing about what a sexy baby she is, and then she gets up. (laughs) It's very strange. Just bring up uh, the Bob's Burgers episode uh, today. Valentine's episode. Oh no, sorry, it's not the Valentine's episode. It is the um, uh, the Goonies episode. Mm. Uh, I guess the Belt Cheese is what it's called. Sorry. Anyway, uh, they're going to uh, Bob and Linda have a scheduled sex day or whatever, and the kids are like getting ready to go to bed, and they're all saying weird things, and then Linda because they're going to sneak out, and mm. Linda goes like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight, a horny baby." <laughs> It made me think of that community episode, the Christmas special when um, Annie's dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Santa baby Sex. (laughs) Yeah. Funny. (laughs) They all got it from this. 
Uh, Sherlock is also in the audience helping his brother save her life. Uh, oh, yeah. So he's a priest and he's sitting in front of his brother and he notices that someone's trying to drop something from the rafters onto the baby. Madeline Kahn, the sexy baby. And so he throws sand behind him, which I guess alerts his brother to the fact that that's happening. Sherlock throws sands? Or, yeah. yeah. And then there's like a... It felt, I don't think it was that long, but it felt so long <laughs> of them. He starts singing the lines in the play to get her attention. And eventually the other actor just leaves the stage like, fuck me, I guess. And, <laughs> but he's like motioning with his hands like to move toward him. And she's doing it so slowly. Because she's sexy. And a baby. Uh, yeah, because she's a sexy baby. And then, yeah, and then eventually a carriage falls from the ceiling. <laughs> to where she was supposed to be standing. And then I'm assuming Gene Wilder yells, I can't help you if you're going to become hysterical and act like everyone's trying to hurt you. Murders show up on either side of the carriage. Yeah, so they're driving <laughs> away and she's, yeah. You you get the gist from that note. Yeah. Nice of them to take turns flogging Gene Wilder. Yeah. They weren't actually flogging, they were whipping, but it sounded kinkier. Um... But yeah, he gets up on top of the carriage and there's a fight where he's like, he, he's he got a sword all of a sudden and he cuts their whips off <laughs> and then he cuts the reins the off. are the penises. Yeah. yeah. And then he cuts off the reins and then that guy was kind of just like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go now. <laughs> and then he goes to the other carriage and then fights that guy and then that's Still it. That's the scene. For some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the difference between whipping and flogging? Um, a flogger usually has several tendrils. Like and a it's, cat of nine tails eels? Yeah, and it's... Um, or shorter? It's, it's Those short ones, those horse crop things? Yeah, they're shorter and thicker. And it's not... The, the pain is different. Mm. It's not like a stinging. It's more like a slapping. Well, now we know. Mm-hmm. Informative podcasting. <laughs> Carriage fight, big hand, big shoe. He na- hails a taxi with a giant glove. What a good movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, so the second carriage, um, they're like, they're riding through the city. So eventually the bad guy grabs onto this giant hand in front of like a glove shop or something. And then Gene Wilder grabs a giant shoe from a shoe store. <laughs> and then he hits him. Hits him with the shoe. And then he falls off, and then, yeah, he tries to hail the taxi with the giant hand. Hilarious. Um, just throw in another fact here. Uh, my uncle has a general store, but he sells a bunch of shoes there. And he has a giant boot. Oh, excellent. Yes. <laughs> and a pig, a, je- a leather pig that I want. And it's been there forever, and I think he should just give it to me. A leather pig? Yeah. Um, it's just a weird pig made of leather that I'm assuming is supposed to be a footrest. Um, um, it's very cute and I wanted it since I was a child and he should give it to me even though it's like 20 pounds. <laughs> Have you asked him for it? I should. Next time should. I'm in, be like, why is this still here? Yeah. Send him my way. Yeah. Madeline Kahn seducing Gene Wilder in a corset. I wish that were me, Dot <laughs> <laughs> So she calls him, she sends him a uh, letter, a telegram or whatever. And also every time, so before she shows up to his apartment, he's like, oh, she's about to walk through that door. 
Right. Now. And then someone knocks on the door and it turns out to be his landlord. <laughs> um, and then it, that happens again with the telegram. He's like, oh, she's coming back right now. And it's the landlord and he reads this telegram that sounds like gibberish. <laughs> um, and he's like, Cheddar Street, is there a Cheddar Street? And he's like trying to do like anagrams of the words and stuff. And eventually the the guy who's now his assistant with the photographic memory mm. um, is like, have you tried school code? You just read every third word. And he's like, no, that sounds stupid. That would just say, meet him in my dressing room. Oh. So he goes to meet her in, in the dressing room and um, she's in a corset looking hot, being a babe <laughs> and just doing the damn thing. And yeah. And then he starts trying to grill her for what her actual situation is because she still won't tell him. <laughs> um, and eventually convinces her by putting his hand on her titty. Yeah. Oh, you can go ahead oh. and read that. You're a scared little girl who needs to be sexually stimulated before she trusts anyone. Wow, call me out, Jean. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's got his hands on her tits, and she's, like, telling him more information, and then he's, like, playing with her tits, and she's getting... And he's, but he's still... She still won't... So, she, what's happened is she has... Someone has a document um, that belonged to her father... And, but she won't t- tell him who her father is. So he's, like, on top of her now, like, taking his clothes off. <laughs> and eventually she does tell him he has to get his dick out first. <laughs> Wait, so you see Gene Wilder's dick? No, it's off screen, unfortunately. Oh. Well. I don't want to see, I don't want to see Gene Wilder's dick, but I also, like, if it's- I want to have seen Gene Wilder's dick. I mean, I wouldn't go into the movie being like, let's see Gene Wilder's dick, but if that was happening, we're like, okay. Yeah, if it were an option, I would commit. take it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she pours her heart out with his hand on her titty. <laughs> Lol. He has to get his dick out before she'll say who her father is, which is weird. Weird phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Math jokes. <laughs> um, sorry, I was just laughing at the phrasing thing um <laughs> math jokes oh yeah so then cut back to the spies or whatever the guys that are trying to steal this document mm-hmm. um and one of them's a math professor that's why there's like very basic math on the blackboard behind him and he's talking to people who are willing to pay for the document but he's having to convert them their bids into from like francs into yeah. pounds and then like wouldn't have ripples or whatever. Wouldn't have that issue today if there's no more francs. Yeah. Um but there was also there's also no calculator, so he's doing it by hand and he's doing like long division <laughs> and he's just like loudly talking out the whole process. <laughs> uh another fun fact. I can't do long division. At all? Never learned. Huh. You what do you mean you never in school? Yeah, um in elementary school from Probably, I guess, grade one to grade five. I didn't show up a lot. Oh, fair. There, I me have, neither, but I liked math, so. I had big chunks of my schooling isn't there, so that's why I don't know geography. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there, yeah that's are. my excuse, too, then. Um, I know decent math, but, like, long division I never learned. Mm. Um, and 
sometimes like times tables will throw me off. It takes me like a little bit extra. I didn't learn. I think maybe because I bounced around schools mm. that I just kept missing the times tables segment. But eventually I got to like fourth grade and we had all these quizzes about times tables. And I was like, when the fuck did you all learn this? Yeah. Um, explain it to me before you ask me to explain it to you. Yeah. Yeah, like, I was fine at times tables, but it's, like, I definitely missed, like, a good section when we were all learning them. Aww. So, I'm like, I know from, like, uh, one to five, great, and six, six to nine, not so great, and then <laughs> ten to twelve, great again. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, I'm rough on twelve. Uh, twelve, I think I'm pretty good, but it, it gets me here and there, and nine I'm all right at now. Yeah. It's the eights. Eights, eights are rough. sevens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> truly a podcast by and for idiots <laughs> just i just want to put it out there i'm 30 <laughs> i'm 30 and i'm talking to you about not knowing my time <laughs> but i can write in cursive yeah so, so take that children yeah oops she lied that's not her dad it's her fiance ah, disgusting but you saw someone's penis yeah a different person you slut. What's no, your no. point? That you you lied even though you saw a penis? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, he goes to see... I don't even remember who her dad's supposed to be. He goes to see him. Um, and... He's like, you're too young and, and handsome to be a father. Yeah. Well, first he eats all his chocolates and then drops them on the floor. And so he walks in with chocolate all over his face. That's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, and then tries to explain that his daughter came to see him about this document. And he's like, have you, how do you know my daughter? And he, like, describes her and says, like, she's got red hair, she's very beautiful. She's about 5'3 or whatever. And then he's like, uh, my daughter's blonde and 4, 9, and 12 years old. Mm. <laughs> and Gene Wilder takes a moment and he's like, yeah, no, okay, definitely different people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he kicks him out, and then he sees through the window that she's, like, teaching, like, tutoring his children, and then Ooh. the old guy comes in and makes out with her. Nasty. Gross, in front mm -hmm. of the kids? No, after they leave. Ah. Well, that's fine, then. Uh, there's a document or something that she wants Gene Wilder to steal. It's a heist movie now. Fuck yeah, baby! Yeah. Did I do it right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it gets real good. Um... I don't know if I mentioned the play in the notes. Um, uh, is it Dom de Louise? Fucking yes. Okay, just go ahead. Just go off. You've got a lovely vase. And you've got a lovely vase. Dom de Louise, everyone. Yeah, okay. So they're hiding in Dom de Louise's house. And he comes in and he's like speaking really dramatically. And he sounds like he's about to stab himself with a knife. And then you realize he's rehearsing for his opera. <laughs> that's in English. It pays off so well. There's so many crunchy fingers. Does that help you? Okay, so the guy who steal the snake petter comes in, and they're hiding in the curtains in his doorway, and he comes in through the doorway, and they just happen to not look on either side of them. <laughs> um, so he comes in, and they're talking about how he's going to get the document from him, I guess, and he's like, I'm going to have them replace a, a prop in the play with your document. So when he says um, something like, why don't we all have some sexy wine? 
then you know the, your your messenger should show up and take the document instead of the actor. And then they have a nap together. Yeah, and that's like pretty that. good. Conspirators take a nap together, which I like because if I was ever conspiring about something, I would also get tuckered out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why does Dom uh, DeLuise have a torture chamber? Why? Oh, wait, first. What is it about the vase? You've got a lovely vase and you've got a lovely vase. Okay, yeah. So the for whatever reason, the co-conspirator is about to hit him with a vase. I don't know. There's a lot of, like, moments in this movie that make absolutely no okay, sense. Okay, so, uh, Dom DeLuise is one of the conspirators? Yeah. And Snake Petter's one of the conspirators? Yeah. So they're both gonna hit each other with a vase? No, just, um, just the Snake Petter is about to hit Dom DeLuise with a vase, and he turns around and sees it, and so he's like, oh, you've got a lovely vase. And then he, like, grabs his face, like, no, you've got a lovely vase. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Cute. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then they're in... He... Okay. So they try to break out instead of just opening the door, I guess, while they're having a nap. Okay. Um, And then they get stuck in the glass. This is uh, Sherlock and his brother? Yeah. So that wakes Dom DeLuise and his snake put her up. So they go to the doorway and they pretend to be glass fixers. Oh, classic. <laughs> um, but he recognizes Sherlock. So they put him in a room with just a giant saw that's about to go <laughs> through. And then they um, they escape by exhaling really hard. So they're slightly thinner. So they can fit on either side of the saw. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That's what I do. That's what. Yeah. That's how I fit into the Vogue seats. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exhaled really, really hard, so my legs got smaller. Yeah. Um, butts. Butts. So the it's they're successful in escaping the saw, except that it cuts off the butt of their pants. Uh, <laughs> so they try to escape, and they end up in this ballroom where people are dancing. So they start dancing as well, and um, the maestro is way too into. The butt, the maestro, the conductor of the band is way too into the butt stuff happening. I don't like <laughs> the way he's looking at these gentlemen. Um, <laughs> and he's then, just staring at their butts. Yeah. <laughs> the music's changing. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps like wiggling his eyebrows at them and stuff. <laughs> um, and eventually they realize their mistake and try and dance out, but they dance out with their hands on each other's bums. It's <laughs> like gripping. It's very cute. <laughs> uh, is this rotten or wonderfully blave? Brave. So now we're at the opera, which is again in English, and it's so bad, and it's so it's very good bad. <laughs> um, Gene Wilder wrote this, by the way. Oh, did he? Yeah, and it sounds good so far. Yeah, he did a great job. Hi, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> um what about it oh so yeah just one of the audience members like is this brave or terrible <laughs> uh lmao opera in english no i won't sleep over you've got your hand in my wife's boobie <laughs> sounds like a an overheard bus conversation yeah yeah so um i think it's madeline Kahn playing the woman in this and they're like singing at each other about why she won't stay the night and then 
This baby is cold outside. Yeah. And then Dom DeLuise enters, and he's furious because he's got his wife hand on his wife's booby, but that's the line in the song <laughs> in the play. <laughs> Two people say, well, why don't we all drink some very sexy wine? So he makes them face off for the document. Yeah, so Gene Wilder shows up, and the, the bad guy messenger shows up to take the document. Yeah. And they, okay, they both say, let's drink some very sexy wine. Yeah. And so the, as it, I guess Dom DeLuise is like, you'll have to fight for this. Yeah. Yeah. So he like throws it up in the air and steps back and they go for it. It's fun. They have a little scuffle. Yeah. Time to shoot all the props. Time to stab the baskets. Time to jump in the river. So now they're in, I guess, the storage room. They're backstage somewhere and there's all these old props around and... Yeah, he keeps shooting things, thinking that's where Gene Wilder is, but it's not. And then, uh, by he, I mean Snake Petter. Mm. And so then... Another hmm? fact, really quick. Mm. Uh, Gene Wilder is never where you think he's always behind you. That's true. Mm-hmm. And in your heart. Yeah. Which is inside you. Sexy. He's always either behind or inside you. Or both. <laughs> okay, this is upsetting now. Uh, <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Yeah. Um, Skeleton. I don't remember what happens. So yeah, there's there's the a lot of a lot of tricking and fun, escape whatever, and then they end up out on the ledge, and Gene Wilder's been backed into a corner. Are you coughing or are you just covering your face? No, I'm just doing this. Wait. Just being cute. Yeah, so they're on the ledge and Gene Wilder is backed into a corner. And so he's like, just give me the document and I won't stab you in the throat. And Gene Wilder's like, fine. And then gives him a document. And then he takes out another document. And then that guy's like, oh, yeah, I grabbed one too. So uh, we know there was like four fakes on the table. Mm-hmm. So just give me the real one. And then he... And he gives it to that guy, and then the clock, the bell rings and throws him off balance, but Gene Wilder knew it was going to happen, so he grabbed onto a spike. There's a lot of details for this situation, but the point is, uh, the guy falls in the river and all the documents fall in the river, and it's fine because um, photographic memory had the real document all the, the whole time. And then he tells him to just leave it on the table in the green room. And he's like, well, don't we kind of need this? And he's like, something tells me it'll fall into the right hand. And then they leave. And then you see Sherlock's shadow. Ouch. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. because he knew. He knew the whole time. He really was the smarter brother. Yeah, always. Okay, uh, Madeline Kahn makes him come all the way out to see her in her wedding dress just to say goodbye. I wish that were me, not Jebeg. Yeah, so she calls him out and they meet in a park. And she's in her wedding dress on her way to her wedding. And he's like, what did you need? You said it was urgent. And she's like, oh, did I Did I say it was urgent? I don't know. Um, I just wanted to say goodbye. Bye. And then runs away. <laughs> and it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, she's back and they're doing the kangaroo hop. Yeah, so she then she comes back afterwards. Then she's like, actually, I love you. And then they do the kangaroo hop again. Now they're dancing and rubbing their faces. I wish that, etc. <laughs> That's that. That was the movie. It sounds fun. That sounds like a fun movie. It was very fun. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. It's not often that we're glad we watch things. Yeah. 
<laughs> and now you have the whole world of Gene Wilder open to you. Have we explained yeah. the concept for this season? I don't think so. I think we were just like, well, everyone will figure it out. Everyone's really invested on how we're picking our movies <laughs> yeah. this season. Um, so what we're doing is choosing a common actor from the movie before. Yeah. Or a director or whatever, but so far so, it's been Something after. common. Yeah. Um, so this week, Madeline Kahn, because last time I did uh, Clue and she was in that and mm-hmm. she's in this. I believe the earlier week was also Madeline Kahn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this season is dedicated to Madeline Kahn. But I think I chose Clue based on a different actor in it. Oh, did you? Maybe I didn't. Mm. Doesn't matter. Whatever. You we know what? what we want. We decided these rules, but we're also dumb. <laughs> so we're dumb and we don't know math and we don't know geography. <laughs> I know sub math. <laughs> I'm good at the uh actually I probably not anymore. I've haven't had to do math. I haven't had to really do math in like twelve years. Mm. Um but I used to be good at uh, the one that I can't remember the name of algebra. Oh, the yeah. X and the Y. Yeah, algebra was fun. Yeah. Like a little puzzle. Yeah, a yeah. little problem solving. I'm like, oh, this is good. I like being able to sit with my problems and work them out <laughs> systematically. <laughs> I didn't like fractions. When fractions started getting complicated was when I was like, fuck school, actually. Trigonometry. Trigonometry. <laughs> uh, trigonometry. Uh, I just gave up. Yeah. I was like trying, trying. and like, nope, doesn't make any sense. No, thank you. Mm. <laughs> I just stopped. Yeah, I liked trig while I was doing it, but fuck if I could remember a single thing about, yeah. I, like, I blame my teacher, mostly. Most people in my class didn't get it, and I'm like, we weren't, we're not geniuses, but we're not dum-dums. Yeah. I think for math in general, you can usually blame the teacher. Yeah. Well, I feel also like, if you want me to understand something, you probably should have several different teachers available to me. Yeah. Because I'm like, if I don't understand what this one is saying now, what makes you think they can phrase it a little bit differently and make it make sense to me? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, math sucks. That's my stance. I disagree. Wow. But fuck, fuck school. Yeah. Drop out. Just kidding. Why not? <laughs> Two people with university degrees. Yeah, drop out. Drop out. <laughs> um... Our degrees are in visual arts. Yeah. <laughs> we basically dropped out. We paid a yeah. lot of money to drop out of school. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we wrap this up? Why don't we do a grape and a wine? And not once. We've already mentioned. Hmm. Did I already mention on here that uh, my mom sent me a picture of myself from uh, like eight years ago when I was like peak eating disorder? <laughs> And was like, this is my favorite photo of you. And I'm like, it's not even a good photo. I'm just the skinniest I've ever been there. It's a, parents are so fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand how you can love someone so much and not see how much pain they're in. And like, eating disorders are so obvious. Yeah. Oh, I'm mad now. I'm mad for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that bothered me too is like, I'm remembering what I ate when... I was losing so much weight and I'm like, I ate like a piece of toast for breakfast and then I would have a peanut butter and jam sandwich, a canola bar and an apple for uh, dinner, not dinner, lunch. 
And then dinner would be like ramen or macaroni or maybe a granola bar. And I'm like, that's not like I'm a big person just in general. Like mm. I'm five eight. I have large bones. Like I'm going to always be bigger than most people. But I'm like, that's not enough food to keep me going. No. Um, but also I lost a ton of weight in a fairly short amount of time. And I was like walking six to eight hours a day. Mm. So I'm like, that was not enough food to fuel me. Like, yeah. And yeah, just, <clears throat> yeah, one time I went to my mom's house when I was that size and I was like, I'm really hungry. Can you just make me bacon? And I just ate a whole pack of bacon. Oh, good. And I'm like, do you think this, <laughs> do you think that was good behavior? Yeah. Like I was literally starving Aww. and I was like, just give me the fattiest food you possibly can. Yeah. Anyway. Ugh. Uh, don't eat, like, just sugars for your diet. Don't do that, no. And, yeah. Also, like, the thing that bothers me is if anyone asked how I was losing weight, I'd say, like, malnourishment. Like, I'm oh. like, I don't have money, so I've lost a bunch of weight. Like, yeah. this is it. Like. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast that I've been too sad to eat yeah. this season um <laughs> this winter not the season of the podcast <laughs> but also the season of the podcast and um the other day a co-worker of mine walked up to me and said um when you started you were a little chubby but now you're perfect which co-worker was this i'm not gonna say her name um she's got her own weight issues and uh her husband recently told her to lose weight like, she's got her own insecurity shit that I'm not taking on. But, yeah, I told I was, like, straight up, like, it's not on purpose. Like, what you're looking at is grief. And I <laughs> wish you hadn't said that to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> never comment on a person's weight. No. Like, if they bring it up and they're like, I've lost a lot of weight and I'm really happy, you can be like, oh, you look really good. Like, yeah. You can, but never out of the blue come up to someone and make any sort of comment. Yeah. Especially not, you used to be chubby, but now you're perfect? Yeah. Fuck, that dude. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Well, my mom just doesn't get these things, and she has her own weight issues as well. But, like, I haven't responded, but I'm, like, the only thing I would say to that is, like, that's a time when I was really sick and I honestly try not to think about it too much. Like, mm. so I'm, like, it makes me, like, spiral into things because I was also, like, I was very, uh, very, very strict in what I would eat. Yeah. And I'm, like, I can't do that anymore. It's, like, one way or the other. And I'm, like, either eating candy all the time or, like, I won't eat anything if I haven't made it myself. Mm -hmm. Like. Like, I'm afraid to be poisoned. <laughs> Which I'm not. Try me. My tummy is made of steel. Yeah. Unless you're an egg. Unless you're an egg. Um, or sometimes a bunch of beans. <laughs> yeah, I guess that'll be my grape, too. Yeah. Don't comment on our weight. Yeah. Just fucking stop. It's good to be fat. It makes... It, we're he I'm healthier this way than I was when I was, I don't know, like 80 pounds lighter. Yeah. Yeah, as much as I complain about my one uncle, who's kind of a dick sometimes, um, when I was peak eating disorder, he was the only one who noticed. Mm. And he was the only one who said anything to me. Yeah? 
And it, like, and he didn't shame me. He was just like, you should be eating more than you are. Yeah, the like the only person I can remember mentioning anything to me was my grandma at one point in front of everyone because she's my grandma was like, I think you've lost too much weight. Uh, <laughs> she's yeah. like, it doesn't you. She didn't say it in this way, but she essentially was like, you don't look right. Uh, <laughs> it's like that, and like I was never like skinny, skinny. Mm. Like I was still like a size ten or something, but I've been fat my whole life, like quite fat so i think she was just like this is it you, you look you look like a different person and i don't yeah <laughs> i don't know if i trust it um but anyway hmm mad about that yeah fuck god yeah. parents are so stupid yeah yeah well let's move on to a a wine I mean, I know we've already been talking about all the solidarity actions for Woodsowitan, but um, my wine is just how fucking many, how fucking many people are doing so many cool things right now, mm-hmm. and it rules, and I love you. Yeah, like, even just going to our, like, local uh, actions or whatever, like, every time I would go, the crowd would be bigger, mm-hmm. there'd be new faces there, like... It was it's a really good, uh, really good turnout. Really good amount of people standing up and being like, "Yeah, no, shut up! Like, get out of, <laughs> yeah, get your head out of your ass." And also, there's been one guy that's around at the local ones here, and uh, several times he got on the mic and shared a song that he wrote that was <laughs> so wholesome and so good. And I love him so much, and I hope he's having a wonderful evening. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just been good. And if you are one of those people who's like, I would like to do this, but I don't know if I can do that. Like, um, physical ability is obviously one thing, and like being able to stand for a while can be tough. You just need to show up for an hour or so. Yeah. Like, Make your goal an hour if you have to leave after 45 minutes. That's it. People are really nice. Um, There's usually snacks and stuff. You can start chatting with someone if you want. They're going to probably be cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's chill. You can not talk to anybody. People will probably be cool with that, too. Yeah. I mean, don't, like... Don't be creepy. Yeah, don't just stand there and stare at people. Yeah. But, like, if what you're doing is a blockade... What they really want is a... Just bring your body, body there. Yeah. And don't be weird. And it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but also, if that's not something you can do, you can go to unistotin.camp and see what you can do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's always donations for the legal fund. We'll have links in the description of the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, I mean... Yeah, I'm going to say the Unistoten, Unistoten, uh, dot camp is probably where you need to go for better ideas than that. But even if you know, if you know someone who's going out and doing, uh, doing these things all the time, they're probably getting worn out. Just check in with them, see if they need anything. Yeah. That's also, also good. Yeah, take care of each other. Yeah. Um, also, also... Pivot Legal wrote a really great guide about direct action and 
your rights and we'll link that in the description as well if you're planning on going to any of these events because there's been some shenanigans not um people aren't acting up it's just some people aren't being as strategic as they could be here in vancouver and i'm sure in other areas mm -hmm. so yeah to just be aware of the risks that you're taking yeah we're and not saying don't take them we're just saying take them mindfully yeah be aware and make sure you're letting other people be aware of what risks they'll be taking if they're helping you yes um I think that might be it yeah cheese is sleeping quietly she's done such a much such a better job this week than last time barely bothered us at all great job honey <laughs> bye i've had apple in my teeth for a Eight Ten hours. hours now. I have floss in the bathroom. No, I'm good. <laughs>